Hello and welcome everybody to another um, another session, another uh, you know broadcast of the Myrtle Beach Real Estate TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, of course, I've got my co-host Abe Sapa with me, and we're going to go through uh, the real estate uh, data, the the numbers for the last week, share with you so, a few other thoughts, and and hopes that this will uh, make a difference to you. So, uh, welcome once again, Abe. Hey, Greg. How's it going? It's going well, man. And the real estate busy. market's going well also, isn't it? <laughs> busy, busy, huh? Yeah. You know, I was uh, checking with the company and I'll, 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 you know, look at some numbers. Last year, by the way, just to give you not a market number, but a company number to kind of put things in perspective. Last year, we had around 225 new sales in the month of June, 2019. Um, in 2020, um, month to date, today's the 10th, I believe, 10th. or the 9th? Uh, 10th. 10th, June 10th. So it's the first 10 days, we've already had around 133 sales or 135 sales for the month of June. And um, again, that's in the first 10 days. So it looks like June 2020 is gonna by far as a company um, we're going to pass the 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 2019 number for new sales. We're gonna we're gonna go substantially past that number. You know this uh, this uh, month, assuming nothing you know dramatic changes in the economy or in the industry in general. So you know I'll just start off with saying, man, you know it just shows that um, the market's continuing to stay steady. Um, before we get into the numbers, though, Abe, I wanted to bring up something that has has also come about something new that we haven't had to deal with lately, but we are, or, uh, you know, previously, but now we're starting to deal with it. At least I've seen it for the last couple of weeks. So I might as well talk about it. And that is prices, demand has increased, you know, so significantly. It's a seller's market. You got multiple people, multiple buyers competing for, um, you know, the, the property. And sometimes and often it gets bidded up to either full price, sometimes even more than full price. So property values, we're really, really pushing the limits when it comes to, you know, what these things are selling for. Now, how I know we're pushing the limits is I think the buyers and the sellers are agreeing to prices that a lot of uh, uh, appraisers are having a hard time justifying. We got to remember the appraiser works for the bank, not, not, not technically, they're hired by the bank and their job is to protect the bank from lending um, on properties that could be high risk of foreclosure. And one of the ways that an appraiser protects the bank is to make sure that they go in and understand what the true value of the property is to make sure that they have enough equity inside of that property. So in the event the property was to, you know, the owner was going to default, they foreclose on it. They don't find themselves upside down on the transaction. Well, most recently we have seen um, and I have personally seen some some sales that we've had that we've had an issue with the appraisal coming back and the property appraised less than we were able to get the buyer to agree to pay. Now, that's challenging because when we're in that situation, then we have I can look at the appraiser. I can do my own research and I can send it to the appraiser, send it to the bank and try to get them to reconsider. 
But of course, they know that I'm a little bit biased because I'm trying to get the transaction through. So they don't, they, they, though they may look at that, a lot of times it doesn't carry a lot of weight. So we're in a situation right now where prices have gone up to the point where sometimes they exceed the appraisal value. And in that scenario, then we can either, a few things can happen. Number one, the seller can decide to uh, lower their price and match their appraised value. Or the buyer can decide to pay the price even though it didn't appraise. Or the buyer and seller can renegotiate and maybe meet somewhere in the middle. Or sometimes these deals just fall through. But it's just another sign of how hot the market is. Because when the market really shifts to a hot seller market, a lot of times their appraisers and their appraisals don't keep up with the trends of the market. So I just thought I would I would throw that out there. I don't know what numbers you're going to share uh, today. I'll be seeing them for the first time myself, but I bet you they're going to show it's still a seller's market. It's pretty, pretty significant. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's a great point on the appraisers. I, I've had a couple of uh, uh, properties myself that I listed and sold above the comps and ran into that issue with appraisers. Yes. Yeah. So they're basically looking at what has sold recently. And I wish they would put a little bit more weight on what's looking forward and actually look at what's happening in the market as far as uh buyer demand and 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 supply uh but it's it's tough having that conversation with them right because they work for the bank yeah uh, you know and, and the bank they have requirements they're 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 basing it all on facts mm -hmm. um and they're really not speculating you know and and i always say an appraiser what they do and this is no disrespect to the appraisal industry because they're they're very valuable to the industry. But what they do is they tend to look through the review mirror for, for the most part. And they look to see what happened yesterday, the day before or the prior six months. So they're looking behind to and, and looking at the facts to determine what the value is today. Um, yes, we would love for them to look into the future, look through the windshield and they see, gosh, properties are selling very fast. Buyers are, 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 are having to compete for these properties. So it's obvious at this moment that prices are still going to continue to rise. But, you know, again, that would be speculative and they are, they're licensed and they're obligated by state law, um, you know, by the, the, the real estate commission to, you know, to judge the facts and give them, give an opinion and they have to sign on the dotted line. So it's, it's much more important for them to base everything on facts that they can, that they could actually argue that they can prove versus things that were speculative. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, for those of you out there that have not been watching this weekly, this might be the first time you're watching. Uh, we typically go over the numbers every week. And uh, for the last three weeks or so, the market's just been on fire as far as buyer activity in the market. So when when the coronavirus uh, first came out and the beaches were shut down and we had that order from the governor, uh, we did see uh, the amount of buyers in town significantly uh, decrease. But then ever since the beaches opened up, it's been about three weeks now. Um, it's just it was like a bunch of pent up demand and it's just been on fire since then um, as far as buyer activity. Uh, you know, so I was looking over at the main numbers and there's one number that just keeps popping out. Like I'm looking at a list of of different numbers I jotted down on, on, on my iPad here and, and I'm going to dive straight into that one number. And I want to talk to you about it to see what your thoughts are. Okay. Uh, when we look at the, the month supply on houses right now, single family homes, not condos. Uh, and if we break it down even a little bit further and look at only a previously owned homes, there's only a 4.1 month supply of inventory. 4.1. Every week that's going down. It's going down every week. Yeah. So that now if we if we compare that to um, uh, last year, it's down 25.5%.
uh, yep. for, for, for the month of, uh, this is the end of May numbers. This is June 1st numbers. So 4.1 month supply. So if we go back, we'd have to go all the way back to November or December. I can't remember of 2007 to see this, this low uh, level of inventory that we're seeing right now. And, and again, in single family homes, right? Mm -hmm. Condos is a different market. So to me, that's the number that just keeps popping out on my, on my sheet over here. And I just want to kind of, you know, talk to you a little bit about that and, and see what your thoughts are. Um, yeah. What, what's so, driving that? Yeah, let, let's talk about what in, in, in the end of 2006 or, or 2007. So we all know in 2008, the market in Myrtle Beach and, and, and a lot of places around the country, it actually took a, a significant dive. The, the bubble burst. Okay. Now, I am not by any means insinuating that we're getting ready to have a, a, a downturn in the market, nor do I think the bubble is going to burst. So that's not what I'm trying to stress right now. What I'm trying to stress is that in 2009, I had so many people that were thought, had a thought of selling in 2007, but didn't. And in 2009, all of a sudden it went from that, let's say the 4.1 uh, month supply, it went back up to say a seven month supply. And when it went from a, from four months to seven months over say uh, a year and a half, 18 month to 24 month period of time, guess what happened to the prices? The prices declined. So what, 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 what's important is understanding is that prices Actually, there's a correlation between higher prices and lower month supply. And, 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 and my fear is, is there's people out there that just like in 2007, they're like, well, I want to sell, but you know what? Things are really good. I'll just wait a little bit longer. These things do not last forever. These things, when we look historically, we look back and we say, gosh, I wish I would have. Like there was there was a window of time when I could have got this. Like everyone has had that conversation or heard of that conversation. And every time we go back historically and we look at when people said, I wish I would have, it's usually when the supply is this low. So for me, look, I'm not ever wanting to talk people into buying or selling. You know, I'm trying to assist them and guide them and help them navigate through that process. But if there are people out there that are thinking that maybe I'm, I, you know, it's a good time to sell, these numbers should be blaringly obvious that this is the time that you're going to get a high price. The other thing is this the month supply is so low now that we're getting into that danger zone, Abe, where we may see across the year. We may see that 2020, uh, we have less sales and it won't be because of COVID-19. Right. It'll, it'll be because of a lack of inventory. Like the difference between the downturn of and what it looked like back in the last, the, 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 the mid 2000s or 2007 and eight and all that time is there was a demand issue. There wasn't a lot of buyers and there were a lot of sellers. Now, if we do have a slowdown in the market, it's not necessarily a decrease in price, but if we have a slowdown in the market and we see less sales, it'll probably be, be because there's nothing to sell and the builders are still trying to catch up. They can't keep up with the demand. 
Yeah, and I, I think as far as number of transactions in the market, I, I would say that there's a 90% certainty we're going to have less transactions this year than last year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that that's going to happen. And yeah. I think a big factor in that, the big variable is going to be the lack of inventory. Yeah. And there's a lot of pent up frustration, the frustration amongst the buyers that are wanting to move down here and they're wanting to find a property. I mean, they're frustrated right now um, because there's, you know, they're, they, they, they have to wait for one to come on the market. And usually it takes a while. And then they finally find one that comes on the market. By the time they look at it, make an offer, there's like three offers on it already. And then it gets bidded up to over full price. You know, I mean, you know, from a seller standpoint, I'm celebrating. From a buyer celebrating uh, a standpoint, it's very frustrating. You know, so again, the, the 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 blessing for the buyer though is that the interest rates are still low, and we see a lot of volatility um, on the stock market. We've seen the stock market going up quite a bit in the last week. I think the last few days it's been you know kind of you know slightly down. But I've been looking at the treasury, the ten-year treasury bonds, and and I see that that's creeping up. I did check with mortgage, uh, my mortgage, uh, you know. Uh, 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 friends and, and uh, people that we do business with, they said interest rates are still kind of maintaining. They're still fair. They're still extremely low. So that's the blessing for the buyer. The reason the buyer can afford to pay a little bit more right now is because interest rates are actually so low. So if we do see interest rates creep up anytime in the near future, watch how that'll actually also affect the real estate market. It'll pull some of the demand back out of the market. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's let's kind of let's dive into them. So that was at the end of um, end of May, right? We're in June now. So that was the end of May. What the number looked like? So four point one month supply. There hasn't been a ton of homes hit in the market since then. So yep. we're still going to be somewhere around that range. But I want to look at. Let me show you as of this morning, yep. um, and, and this this illustrates like how hot the market is right now. So overall, single family homes. There's 5,705 homes on the market, 2345 of those are under contract. Yeah. So that's a 41.10% rate. So just last week, right, when we did the show last week, it was at 39.22%. Mm -hmm. The week before that, it was about 37%. And it just keeps going. So what that's what that's saying is the buyers, as you were saying earlier, the buyers are gobbling up the inventory and we're not replacing inventory at a fast enough pace for other buyers. So that's where the buyer frustration is coming in. And being able to find a home that they like, yes, uh, you know. So, so when we look at the um, the new construction home, same thing there. Uh, Forty five point nine percent of those. I mean, that's that's insane. That's almost half of every home that's out there. New construction right now is under contract. Yeah, uh, you know. So again, we'll, it's going to be interesting to see what what the builders uh, are going to do as far as ramping up their their demand. I was actually talking to a friend of mine yesterday who does a lot of development in town and and, and Builders are looking for for land. Yes, builders are looking for land. I think there's this seeing that there's some major opportunities here in this market to to build some more. Are, yeah. are you are you hearing the same thing? Yeah, seeing I, I am. I I do know of tracts of land that have recently went under contract in large tracts of land. You know, and and so I think the developers see that there is um, a, a desperate need for inventory, and they're going to do everything they can to meet those demands. I mean, the challenge is is that by the time they acquire the land, they they go through permitting, even if the county was to rush them through the permitting uh, process, then they go through the architectural you know, review boards, the planning commission and all these things that they have to do. We're talking months before they can ever start building. 
because as a matter of fact, we're probably talking, you know, more than a year, then they have to put the infrastructure in and um, and whatnot. So, you know, there's a gap of time between when they start acquiring land and they actually start building vertical construction and then um, and then people actually buy them and can move into them. We're talking we're talking on a new on a new land purchase right now, a minimum of 18 months before we we even get there. So, you know, it's like it's good to see that they're they're getting on it. And, and, you know, and they were a little bit more hesitant to take on these positions over the last three or four months. So it's kind of went where they they kind of hit the pause button on a lot of this. They started getting rid of all their inventory and getting very lean. That's why we see 45.9% here. And now they're saying, okay, I think we're ready to go again. But it just takes a long time to get that momentum, to get that machine producing houses. To get to get it ramped up, yeah. Yeah. And then let's look at previously owned uh, single family homes. And that, that's a very strong 37.6%. So, yeah. so last week, that number was uh, 35, just a little bit above 35%. Mm -hmm. So again, it's the same, same, same story. Um, more, more demand out there. More homes are going on the contract that are being replaced with new inventory. You know, here's something interesting, Abe. Okay, so is it correct for me to say there's 3,300 properties on the market pending our 1241? I'm gonna, I'm gonna round that down to 1,200. Does that mean that there's a, only 1,100 resale homes on the market? 2,100. 2100. Okay. There's 20, thank you. 2100 residential homes on the market for sale that are not under contract that are available for a new buyer to write a contract, right? Correct. Previously owned homes. Yes. Yes. They're resales, not new construction. That's okay. Yeah. So here, here's what's interesting. Like in, in our company, we're going to generate 2000 new buyer leads this month. We'll generate 2,000 buyer leads this month. Now, they may not all be ready to buy this month. That, that surely wasn't my point. But, and we're not the only real estate agent in town and the only real estate company in town. So you could see just us alone will have at least 2,000 new buyers this month. And there's only 2,100 resale properties available. Now we're talking about homes, not condos, not new construction. But it just really puts it to me, it, it, it says, gosh, we, we have some issues here. So anybody that is thinking about selling, let's talk because we can probably really push up and get you a, a, a top price right now. But isn't that fascinating that we'll have just as many buyers in this month as there are resales on the market? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's just way, it's way too low. Mm -hmm. uh, but but that, that's the story in the housing market. Let me switch yeah. over to condos real quick. And then we're going to see a, a, a different picture there. Okay. Now we did bounce back. Um, so first, let me let me talk about the inventory. So right now, when it comes to condos, we were remember we were four point one uh, yeah. month supply on on resales and homes, and condos is five point seven month supply. So okay. that was actually even though homes were down twenty five percent, condo inventory was up seven and a half percent. Okay. Now mm -hmm. a big factor in that was you know there was about a four week period where it was just completely dead in the condo market. There was like nothing selling. Right, mm -hmm. so inventory just kind of sat there, uh, but but there's a there's a lot of supply still in condos. Um, but the the good news is, if you look at as of this morning, uh, out of the 3,439 units on the market, 979 of those are on the contract, which is about a 28 and a half percent, 28.46 percent uh, pending. Last week it was 26.47. The week before that, I want to I believe it was like 21 or 22. The week before that is around 18. 
Mm -hmm. right? So there was a while where we were like really concerned about the condo market here in town. Yeah. Um, but again, once the beaches opened up, at, at least it picked back up. And now, now it's kind of back to a, a, a normal rate. 28% is right where it typically is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're definitely bouncing back. You know, um, you know, the only thing that I can, I can say is, um, you know, what'll be interesting is, you know, as we continue to follow these numbers into the fall, of course, we're just in the summer now, but once we get into the fall and the rental season starts to kind of wind down, it'll be really interesting to see what happens to the condos at that point. Or, you know, of course, if there's any COVID-19 issues, I know that Myrtle Beach um, is, you know, it's we're we're a hot spot. And I know that, you know, the travel advisories and hotels and, and websites and whatnot are having to state that we're a hot spot. So I don't know if that's going to slow some of the rentals down and whether or not that'll cause more people to put properties on the market or whether or not maybe fewer people will travel down here because, you know, they're, they're being notified that we're, we're a hot spot in Horry County. Um, but I think that, you know, we can't, I can't predict the future, but I can tell you one thing, we need to keep our eyes on this. We need to keep our eyes on this. I don't feel like the condo market is um, as stable as the residential market. I think if there's anything slightly happens to the economy or COVID-19, um, I see the condo market could, could get, could turn for the uh, worse very quickly. I think if we saw that, um, if we did see economy or COVID-19 issues, I think the residential market will be more stable. Does that mean it won't ever go down? No, I, I won't say that, but I don't think it'll be as volatile as the condo market. And part of that is really coming because most of the condo purchases are discretionary purchases. They're not for personal or primary use. They're for secondary use and for investment uh, use. So therefore, when people decide, you know, oh gosh, I'm not going to do something, it's usually in the discretionary product that they start putting things on pause. So that's why I say there's a little bit more volatility here. Things are really solid right now, but we need to keep our eyes on it because these things could shift. Yeah. And, and we talk, we, we both talk to a lot of condo owners and, and the good news is the uh, rentals have picked up tremendously yeah. from where they were a month ago. So that's definitely a good sign. I hope that continues to be that way. Me but too. I, I, I share the same sentiments as you. I, I'm not, I'm not overly optimistic on the condo market. I actually think there might be an inverse relationship. I think if the virus does come back, we actually might see condos get hit pretty hard, but I think single family homes will get even hotter as far as uh, 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 demand for them. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, everything I'm reading now is people are trying getting out of these populated cities and want more space. And yeah. then we've already been one of those destinations. That's been a hot uh, destination around the country as far as people uh, moving down here, retiring. So I just feel like there's a lot of demand for this area for single family homes. So whether, whether the virus comes back or not, I think single family homes should be fine. Um, but this is a concern. And then let's look at the oceanfront condo, same, pretty much the same story. Uh, we did see a bounce back there. Um, you know, 17.7% of those on the contract, 262 units on the contract right now at a 1478. Mm -hmm. uh, last week was 15.6. This number was as low as 8%, um, maybe three, four, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it, it more than doubled. Yeah, I think that number should, you know, it, you know, th this really goes speaks to my conversation um, that I just had because the oceanfront market is probably the most discretionary type of product that we have in our market. And so we see that's also the lowest 
when it comes to the um, percent that are pending compared to the active listings. So you, you, it kind of falls in line. It, it shows right there that you know people are a little bit more hesitant to go out and buy these discretionary products, these you know these oceanfront condos for enjoyment. People are holding their money a little bit closer to the vest, but it is loosening up. It is increasing. It is getting better. You know, um, so those are good signs. As a matter of fact, I, I would say, and, and I'll give my own opinion, and I'd be interested to hear yours. Um, I have to admit that right now from a, a sales of all product types and um, and the rental revenues and the amount of occupancy rates, it is exceeding what my expectations were. Well, you know, when I was looking at, okay, there's a lot going on in the market. It looks like we're going to have some tough times. Um, you know, my thought and some of the thoughts that I heard from a lot of leaders in, in, in the county is that it was going to be a little worse than it's turned out to be. So that's a positive note. Would you share that uh, same thought there? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Real estate just bounced back like a lot faster and even better than I had anticipated. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like a slow recovery to get back to normal, but it was just like it was like a faucet just turned on. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, it's it's like that across the country. Yes. Yeah, about every single agent I've talked to around the country are feeling the same thing right now. It's just it's just super hot. Yeah. Uh, so there is a surge right now for for buying property. Yeah. All right. Good. Is that um? Is that uh? I think that's the numbers for us. Yeah, so, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So as always, you know, again, I'm Greg Harrelson, and this is Abe Safa. We're Century Twenty One, the Harrelson Group. We're bringing out and broadcasting live every single week to give you the most current information that's in the marketplace. Our intention is to just make sure that you that our audience is the most informed property owners and audience in our entire market space. And that's our goal. Make sure that our people are informed. So if you need anything, here's our contact information right here for myself or Abe. You could call us, you can text us and uh, we'll definitely respond. Even if you're not thinking about buying and selling and you just have a question about the marketplace, maybe you have a question of whether or not you should do a certain repair and how that's going to impact your, your property's value. Those are the things that you want to reach out uh, you know, to us for. And we'd really, appreciate if you would go to the YouTube channel and subscribe, you know, so you get notifications when we do an, a, a broadcast like this or, or create some, uh, you know, videos, uh, you know, to help educate the uh, consumers on selling and buying property. So if there's anything we, we can do for you, reach out. Abe, thank you again for, uh, for participating with me. And I look forward to hearing what numbers you have to share uh, next week. Always a pleasure. Thank you for watching. All right. Bye-bye.